Hello and welcome to the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis of the Premier League and the Champions League. I'm Robbie Musto, he's Robbie Earl, and here are today's topics. Arsenal come out on top over Chelsea in a six-goal thriller at Stamford Bridge. Liverpool embarrass Manchester United for the second time this season with a 4-0 drubbing. Man City hold on to their spot at the top with a win over Brighton at the Etihad. Richarlison's late goal saves a point for Everton against Leicester City at Goodison Park. And Newcastle United just can't stop winning. That's what we've got coming up in today's episode. Robbie Earl, let's start in London. Yes, sir. Uh, London derby, mm. Chelsea versus Arsenal. Yeah. Um, Chelsea 2, Arsenal 4. Very un-Chelsea-like performance, yeah. Rob, with mm. um, mistakes really blatant bad mistakes helping Arsenal along yeah. that being said Arsenal played really well and, and deserved the three points let's start with Arsenal just in terms of um, coming off a bad run no Lacazette and Ketia playing back as, as, as a striker young side with, with Smith Rowan on the left hand side Odegaard Saka and you, you talked about <coughs> a, a very fluid system yeah. at times <clears throat> it was a back three back four times um, five at the back when, when, when they had to um, but I thought there was a maturity. I thought there was a... Took the opportunities when it came for Arsenal. And off the back of the form that we were in and the back of going to Chelsea, it's not an easy place to go, whatever the, the conditions, to come away with a 4-2 victory and almost resurrect their chances of fourth and, and, and open things up now they go to Manchester United at the weekend. I thought it was a really, really impressive performance. And... the. You know, we're not going to do underappreciated today when you probably say in Katia, Odegaard was excellent in midfield. Mm. Granite Jacker in the middle of the park, Robbie Musto, I thought was everything you'd want from a mature, experienced midfield. He calmed people down when he needed. He won the ball when he didn't. There was no drama. He didn't get sent off. Is that he didn't get, <laughs> and he didn't get a red card. Yeah. Any game. But yeah. I just thought, that, you know, he's often somebody we, we, we've criticised or, or jumped on. I just thought... On a day like today, away at Chelsea, which is never easy, um, he deserves a little bit of credit. No, I wouldn't disagree with that. I think, um, particularly after reading a, a piece about him in the Players' Tribune, mm. really great interview with Granit Xhaka explaining how he felt around that time where he thought he was leaving the football club. Yeah. Arteta, to be fair, always liked him, always wanted him to stay, and he ended up staying and, and got through a very difficult moment. And, yeah, he was very, very good. And back on the manager, Mikel Arteta, Rob, yeah. this was kind of impressive. You know, based on the last three losses... Um, still got important players out missing. Thomas Partey in midfield being one of those, Tierney the other one. And three change, I think it was. Different system, flexibility that, to be fair, you've you got to go back and watch that because there's a lot yeah. going on. And both managers talked about it. Both of them talked about in their, their post-match press conferences like it was kind of, kind of taxing in terms of that side yeah. of things. So yeah. Arteta, when you win the game, you come out on mm. top. Really, really well done. And those young players will benefit from what it feels like to go on a winning run, what it feels like for that to stop. And then you're like, wow, where's the next win coming from? And to find a way through was really impressive. Eddie Nketiah, you know, just before the game, we're like, I'm not sure whether he's going to stay around, whether he's got the real quality to be a number nine at this club Mm. going into the future. I mean, he's given himself, you know, every chance to impress a manager and get a new contract. Mm. I mean, is it as simple as that, that he just wants to get a new deal um, and would he get one? he wants a new deal, and if the new deal fits and is right for Arsenal, they should do it. But I still wouldn't stop me, Rob, going and buying a centre-forward. Yeah. Eddie Nketiah should be the backup, the playing in certain right. games, the yeah. playing in certain positions, the having some minutes and growing himself into 
an Arsenal centre forward. Eddie Nketiah shouldn't ha have to carry the burden of scoring goals for an Arsenal team that are going to want to be challenging towards the top end of the table. Do you think he can he can improve enough, learn enough? Yeah. You know, um, he's, he's in a good young. group. Um, he's got he's got his, his mate Saka. He's got Smith Rowe. He's got older guys. He's got young players who he can learn with, who he can grow together with, who look like they, they, they've got a, little, a real team spirit about them now. So if he's accepting that he's not going to play every week, Rob, he's going to have to learn his trade. And it might be two, three years down the road when he becomes Arsenal centre-forward I don't think there's a better place for him to be to be learning his football. I mean, the places you're going to go and guarantee start are the places that are going to be the wrong end of the table. Yeah, or, or the championship. Or the championship. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting mm. one for both sides of it. Yeah, yeah. Because he might say, you what know what... What would you do if you're in Katia? With his ability, with your belief that you could score goals? I, I would be tempted to continue at Arsenal, mm. Rob, uh, with the, the knowledge that if they bring a couple of players in and he's yeah. not going to look, he can, they can take him out on loan. Yeah. Instead of dropping, leaving the club. Mm. I mean, if you're at a club like, like Arsenal, it's tough to leave. Yeah, it feels like something's growing a little bit. Yeah, well, it? yeah and to, to leave that right now as a permanent kind of move, yeah. I don't know if that's the right move. Unless he feels himself that he can light it yeah, up in the championship he, and score yeah. 20, 30 And he goals. may well be able to do that. He may yeah. be able to do that in a, in yeah. a lower Premier League club, Rob. We, we don't know, but yeah. just of what you're seeing and, and the... The things that you see, listen, a couple of great goals today. Well played. One was a lovely finish. The second hassle was just like proper striker's goal. Never gave up. Never gave up on a ball that was bouncing mm -hmm. around. And he pokes it in and, and well played. Good to character him. today from them. Good yeah. character, good yeah. spirit. Yeah. You know, that that's a three points that, I mean, put some level with Spurs now. Level yeah. games, level points. Mm -hmm. uh, spot, Tottenham have a better goal difference by eight goals. I mean, it goes from one side to the other side, isn't it, in terms of who we think is going to finish sure. in the top four? I mean, it's, it's, it's a pundit's nightmare trying to say who's yeah. going to be. I mean, I, I, week to think, week. Given that victory at, at Chelsea... North London Derby could be it. Yeah. North London Derby could be a big May decider. The, May the 12th. May the 12th could be a big decider. Who wins that game, depending on, you know, the run-ins for, for most... You can see all those teams, Rob, including United, losing a couple of games. You can see all those teams winning most games... They're just so inconsistent. That, that's why it, it, it's like, listen, flick a coin out your hat. I still, still probably just give Spurs the advantage. Mm. Maybe even they just at, at home in, in the North London derby. Mm. Let's change to Chelsea a little bit, Rob, because a couple of, couple of uh, thoughts. I thought defensively they looked a little bit all over the place today. It was Rhys James, Christensen and Saar started as, as the original back three. Thiago came on at half-time because he's made a, a, a mistake for the Nketiah first goal. Um, Hammond's a young player. We know his, his future is a little uncertain. I thought they missed Rudiger tonight. I yeah. thought Antonio Rudiger, who's got a bit of a groin strain in his head and has played many minutes and, 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 and wasn't available. I mean, that, was a, that could be a look into the future with no Rudiger around. Mm. He's a big personality. He's a, he's, he's a big influence around the, the back of that defence. But, but he, he can't play every game. And no, he's got a little... No, not that he had the knock. I'm saying that yeah, you have a chance him. to lose him. Yeah. I'd be doing everything in my powers totally. to keep him at the public. Totally. Ball. Yeah, couldn't agree Absolutely more. Absolutely. Brilliant, brilliant defender. He's had a massive season. Probably knowing that it's a good time to have a good season mm. when, you know, you're, yeah, you're going to yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get off with some different clubs. Yeah, really missed him today. I mean, Christensen... I mean, it, it, you can accept sometimes when one player makes a mistake like that in a game because yeah. there's plenty of time left. Yeah. You know, you should be able to overcome that. But when more than one player mm. makes mistakes, 
And that's Billy Quetta, the, the really poor pass when he tried to play out. Yeah. It's another turnover that led to another Arsenal goal. And, and, and Tuchel afterwards was, was really, I think that's his, probably his upset yeah. and anger. We've yeah. seen him in a post-match interview, mm. given, basically said, listen, we scored two goals, we gave them two goals. Like, he was, he was really upset with it. And, and rightly so, that's not, that's not what we normally expect from Chelsea. All I would say, Rob, they've had a lot of, Big games, pressure games. 55th game of the season. Yeah, and Real Madrid over over the last few weeks is a a massive Mm. game in the Champions League. They have an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley, which they they get through really well. They've been playing really, really great. Is it just, and that's kind of my thought, just a bad day. Game's caught up with them a little bit. They they can't always play Thiago Silva. I mean, he's an ageing player. They can't always start him. Sometimes as well. There's the emotional side, Rob, that can drain you. Like, you get up, it's a big... You know, London Derby, Real Madrid. It's all in the last the few weeks. Before. You know, it's, it's been a, it's been a tough to keep getting to that level week in week out. Like you say, the manner of the defeat I think will will, will upset Tuchel and, and giving goals away and, and, and not defending well because that's something he prides himself on. A Tuchel team is well structured, hard to break down. You don't get many shots on target. All those those kind of metrics that he that he loves weren't really there today. It was a very, as you say, untickle-like uh, mm. performance by Chelsea. They're going to be OK for top four, Rob, aren't they? I mean, look at the yeah. table. They've still got a game to play yeah, over. They'll, like they'll be fine. Spurs mate. and Arsenal. They'll clear their head. Five-point gap. They'll run in now to yeah. get to the FA Cup, Cup, Cup final and, and they'll be good to go. Of course, the other story, Rob. <laughs> yeah, we know what the story is. To it. Yeah, yeah. And Rob Lukaku got a rare start. Big Rom. Um, First start since February the 19th in the Premier League. Right. When he had the famous seven touches in a game against right. Crystal Palace. And, and on the back of an interview a couple of days ago where uh, Tuchel said, we'd like to have started Lukaku in the, the Cup mm. semi-final at Wembley, but we don't think he's quite ma- match sharp and ready to go, yeah. match fit. He yeah. did get the start mm. today in the game. Yeah. Played up front with uh, Tim Vernon. Mason Mount, for the most part, was in behind them. Yeah. <sighs> I mean... Anything different, Rob? I mean, I wanted to see, because there's been talk about the manager saying, just needs a spark, needs something yeah, to happen yeah, to get him going yeah, again. Yeah. And I wanted to see whether Lukaku played, ran, tried as if he wanted to create that spark. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, he makes the same runs in behind. You know, Lee Dixon, our commentary, I feel, I feel um, sympathises more with Lukaku. He's making the runs, they're not passing to him, uh, which is a, ve- a very valid argument that a lot of people have made. Yeah. But f- for me, and I'll ask you, Shouldn't he find a way to be effective, Rob? Shouldn't he? Shouldn't he adapt his game? I mean, in the, I mean you can't have. A, you can't have a, a. Well, it's not his fault. The fee, but yeah. a top-class modern-day striker has got to be able to be effective in yeah. different teams, haven't they? You would think so. Listen, right, right now, Chelsea have a hundred and thirty-five million dollar problem because the way he wants to play, the runs he makes, he's not getting the ball in those positions. And he's also starting to get frustrated with teammates and himself that the ball's not coming. Now, whether that's he's making bad runs and not getting the ball, or... Change his runs, I would or say. Change, change yeah, the runs. Or change the runs, or the, the players on the ball ain't, ain't playing to him. Remember, Thierry Henry, I, I interviewed Thierry during last year, and he said when Thierry went into Arsenal, he was a little bit throwing his arms, a little bit frustrated with the service. And he, he went to see Arsene Wenger. And Arsene Wenger said to him, you've got to get onto the wavelength, the midfield players, not the midfield players. Go, so you've got to get the best out of them to get the ball. And Cherry said it was a mind changer. I started to make runs knowing where they'd pass the ball to. 
rather than me making runs where I want to be and they couldn't get the ball to me. Mm. And I just get the sense that maybe Lukaku has to... At the moment, he's out of sync with most of the rest of the team. Right, and, and let me follow up on that. If the rest of the team... Obviously, they're not, they're not playing these passes. Yeah. But if the manager wants mm. those passes to be made, yeah. he would stress to those guys, you've got to play in yeah. behind. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think Tuchel wants that, that, that longer ball in behind full-backs or in behind defenders. That, oh. that, do you know what I mean? He's not, yeah. He won't I change the, team the whole team tactics just to suit one man. Now, the, only, the way that that often happens, and I don't know, let's say a Vardy you might do with, maybe Kane's an, an interesting example where... It's okay if you're playing that way and you're continuing to get the goals and you're scoring 20, 25 goals playing that way and you're playing and the team changes a bit, but you're getting the goals. But at the moment, there's no guarantee that Romelu Lukaku is going to... He's got five goals all season, Rob. I think it's 20 appearances now in the Premier yeah. League. Yeah. You know, you can't change your whole team to a guy who you don't know is going to deliver you those goals. And the reason Romelu Lukaku was brought into this football club was to challenge late into the Champions League competition and to challenge yeah. for the Premier League title. Yeah. Th None of which has happened no. this season. I looked at the numbers. They're, they're on pace for, for last season, maybe a little bit more. Mm. So they're similar. Yeah. The whole point was to, to take that third, fourth, next the level. first or second yeah, of Lukaku. Level, and yeah. You know what? It's just, isn't it amazing how the game sometimes you... If there's one player that you would think would be a safe bet, he knows yeah, the league, yeah. he's experienced, he loves a football it's a club. Gamble, isn't it? It's exactly what mm. they need in terms of being different to the other sort of younger, creative yeah. types. He's very different, mm. and it still hasn't worked yeah. out. Like, every, 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 every signing, signing is, a is, a, is a gamble. Yeah, and you don't know how, they, how they're going to fit. And, and you yeah. know, you get your Luis Diaz and your Dejan Kulusevskis who drop in and look like they've been there for years, and yeah. then you get others, Robert. Yeah, yeah. doesn't matter how much you pay. Yeah. There's no guarantee, and that's going to be—it's going to be interesting between now and the end of the season. Because does Tuchel continue, Rob, trying to get the spark, get him fitting, no. or at some point does he? Well, does... he's got FA Cup final. Yeah. I, I, maybe he does continue a little bit. Kai Havertz comes on for mm. Lukaku. Yeah, looks looks bright straight away. Combines, makes a little. Run. I mean, it's. He's obviously the preferred choice. It's just whether Thomas Tuchel will persist yeah. over the coming weeks, yeah. assuming that they're kind of secure in the top four yeah. and say, OK, get let's him try and get him yeah. going for next season. For next season. Yeah. Because yeah. Maybe, maybe he wants some answers, Rob, from mm. Maybe he wants some answers from Lukaku. Are like, you, 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 you up for yeah. this? Are like, you with play us? You? Yeah, are you with us or not? So it's a, it's a big one because mm. with the ownership situation still being yeah. like, not decided yeah, yet, it's going to probably money. go into May. Is there money available? Can they yeah. sell him? Yeah. They can't at the moment. Yeah. And in the window, until there's a new owner, they won't be able to sell him. So, mm. wow. Still, yeah. still, a, still a problem. Well, but keep an eye well on that. Done, Bad day well for done, Chelsea, Arsenal. Well yeah, done, Arsenal. End of the thing. Well done, Arsenal. Mm. Great performance at Stamford Bridge and gives you a chance now back into that race for the top four. Let's talk about Liverpool v Manchester United, one of the biggest rivalries in English football. Manchester uh, uh, United, <laughs> one of the biggest disappointments in English yeah. football. Um, where do we start with this one? Let's start oh, with no, Liverpool. No, no, Let's start with Liverpool. I think uh, Graham was so label that Holland Globe tosses and you mentioned on, on air and I think people have picked up that it was just it had stunning that feel after about 10-15 yeah. minutes or whatever it, it was, was like, when it was well after 20 like 2 nil up it, flicks tricks Thiago's yeah. like doing all sorts of party stuff and it was it was embarrassing at yeah. that point wasn't yeah. it it was embarrassing in the first half For them. But, let, but again let's continue with Liverpool yeah. and how good they were yeah. and some of the football they played was, was stunning was, was, was almost I felt it, it, it was it was no worry football. It was no worry. It was no 
interest in the Confident, opposition. Swagger, Confident, swagger. Whatever we want to do, we're going to play. We're going to knock balls around the corner. We're going to clip balls in here. We're going to play our one-twos, and you aren't going to be anywhere near us. And it was, it was humiliating. It was slightly embarrassing. It was, all, it was an awkward watch, Rob. For Manchester United Football Club, and I'm not a Man U fan, but it, it, was, a, it was it's so hard to watch, not, it? It's so hard to switch on to United. We're <laughs> yeah. still sticking with Liverpool. <laughs> yeah. talking. We'll get to Man United yeah. now. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting for Liverpool, Rob. Sadio Mane is a striker, as a number nine. Mm. And by the way, we've seen, have we seen different iterations of Sadio Mane yeah. or what? Yeah. Like he, from one side to the other side, we've seen times where he hasn't, he, he hasn't done very well. Yeah. Then he, he comes was back. He was the one who would be messing out. Wouldn't yeah, with Luis Diaz coming. Now, so, is Luis Diaz's signing mm. livened him up? Because I think my, from my 2022, yeah. Mane has been yeah. lights out yeah. really, really great. Mm. Either from the wide left or as a number nine. Correct. Is, is, is it as simple as that? Well, I'll, tell you, I'll take you back to our days of playing, Rob. Somebody comes into a football club in your position. I'm telling you what, yeah, it absolutely. livens you right absolutely. up. It, does, it yeah. makes you it train does. harder. It you does. start putting a little bit more in. Because this guy can take your place. And that's yeah. the reality of professional football that sometimes people don't understand. A guy comes in in your position, it's about me and you now, and, 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 and that's the dynamics, the chemistry of a dressing room. That, that, so, you know, you pop in Luis Diaz on the left, Sadio Mane's productivity goes through the roof. And, and, well, and isn't plays. that nice for the manager? Oh, it's beautiful. Eh? It's brilliant for the manager. Beautiful. Not only has he got, got more people to pick and, from, yeah. but the We've ones are already competition. there. Yeah. Well, particularly for him. Mm. Mo Salah, you couldn't say, because no. he hasn't been in great form. Had a brilliant game in this yeah. one. But no, it, it goes back to what everybody's saying about Liverpool now with the squad. With the extra players yeah. they've got up front, Jota comes on, Firmino was out for this game, but mm. five of them yeah. offer something a five, little different. And there's three... Three from pick. five, really, really good. One more person I just want to mention on that. My little friend Thiago, oh. Robbie Musto. I think it's 14 games now he's played, the undefeated, uh, 13 wins and one draw when, when he started in the Premier League. He's a little genius, isn't he? He's a little creative football genius. He loves the ball. He, he, he's enjoying his football. He's joining the passes Te- in. Technician. Technically round the corners, the no-look passes. Uh, he, he makes you... As a team, he makes you exude confidence because he's like, "Come on, let's enjoy this," and, and he makes you play. We've always had, you know, we've all had been around one of those who yeah. gets the ball and you enjoy giving it him and getting it back. Well, wait a minute, I thought he was the one last season that was slowing down Liverpool in their no, midfield. Supposedly, well, that yeah. was a good, people, little bit of the narrative last year. Up, yeah, Liverpool yeah. didn't have a great season. He well, came you can in. See his quality, now you're starting to see yeah. what he brings to the team. And when you've got Fabinho and yeah. Henderson's energy, Fabinho's defensive, you need that technicality. And it's exactly <clears> what <throat> they needed and what they're getting. But out. I read a really good um, report. It was, it was to do with the numbers like it. he's unbeaten when he started in the Premier League. And, that. and he said what, what he brings is a little bit of control to the madness. You know, when he used to be all intensity, didn't it? And playing at speed and winning. And he said he can just slow it down and, and keep it. But, but, but it isn't a, just that. I don't think, and I agree with that. No. It, 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 the pace, but, but but he can bring the quality. Yeah, the, yeah, the he can subtle, find it. The subtle little one in yeah. penetrative passes mm. when others in there, it's yeah, really super Hendo quick. Know what you mean. Kate, yeah, Kate he brings that, that little bit of class mm. and quality yeah. that, that in certain games you need it, and, yeah. and I think that's that's what's impressive about it. Now we know there's other players that come in there: Curtis Jones, Harvey yeah. Elliott. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Naby Keita. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's Oxley. I mean, there's a lot of players, but that little balance and blend in midfield now with him. Is really, really great. You know, we know... I mean, you go through the team, Rob, in terms of how a perfectly blended team. Front Mm. three, check the box. Yeah. Midfield three, really 
top-class holding player. Up there with the best. Henderson, the yeah. leader, the captain, yeah. the prompter, the energy, yeah. the, the playmaker in Thiago. Some of the best fullbacks you're going to mm. see anywhere, yeah. anywhere in Robertson and, and Trent. Virgil van Dijk, Man Mountain, yeah. one of the best players, and yeah. a goalkeeper that's, mm. if you get past them, that's pretty outstanding. Mm. I mean, it's, it's a formidable team that wiped the floor with Manchester United yeah. in, and we'll get to them now, Rob, in a, in a game where I think people, you know, ex-pros and pundits and stuff, you know, we all have our own opinions, yeah. but sometimes you're going to hear a common theme when yeah, it yeah. screams mm. at you. Yeah. And this game screamed the biggest gulf between Liverpool yeah. and Man United that we can ever remember, Rob, Correct. in a game where you couldn't see uh, Man United just being able to compete, and it's exactly how it panned out. And, and that's the biggest, the biggest condemnation for Manchester United. Well, Ralph Ragnick, who's a very honest man, who probably has sometimes spoke his mind a little bit too openly for some people at Manchester United. When he comes out and says, Rob, that the gulf between us means we're going to need a rebuild of six, seven, eight, nine, nine or ten, ten. Uh, yeah. basically saying, and I remember I was, I was in the studio, Rob, and before um, they came back to, us to, to have our first thought of the game, I just looked through the Man United team, and I was kind of saying, who really is a Man United player here? Who, Bruno? Goalkeeper. Not doing great, yeah. man, but, but he is, yeah. yeah. Goalkeeper, absolutely. Goalkeeper, right. Bruno. Um, Lindelof. He's a backup. He's a backup centre-back. Yeah. He's a backup centre-back in, in addition to team. Two full-backs, not good enough. Maguire. Maguire, not good no, enough. Not, not, not good really, enough, really, no, Rob. No. When we're talking about what... We're talking about Manchester United rebuild. Not good enough. Midfield players, not good. Pogba doesn't want to be there. You know, get, get rid. Matic has, has been a great pro, but... Again, the one that's done. leaving. Yeah, he's, he's leaving. You know... Ilanga is a kid trying, yeah. maybe keeping around, but not good enough for where we are now. You know, Rashford started the game. I mean, I don't know what's happened to Marcus Rashford's confidence. He looks shot at the moment, absolutely shot. Um, you haven't got the great man, obviously, through, through um, terrible news that happened to him, but, you know, Ronaldo, tick. I mean, I'm talking of, 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 of 14, 15 players, Rob. Three, four max, who we're talking are at the level. Well, it's, it's stark. The game was stark. And it focuses in on the issues, and it's pretty obvious that the recruitment of this mm. football club over the last few years, and to allow Ole Gunnar Solskjaer to continue with the team, mm. to be fair, he got in the second place in, a, yeah. in a, is a, a very unusual season last year. Some of the others were really poor, but he got into second place. Yeah. But it's still, you know, from the start of this year with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer manager, and now with the change, for him to come in, an experienced manager like Ralph Ragnick, to come and say it needs six, seven, eight, maybe ten players, I mean, that's so damning. Given they spent a billion, I think it was a billion dollars, dollars, a billion dollars. since billion dollars. 2012, I think, yeah, like when Sir Alex, Alex was just yeah, kind of finishing, to get to a point where they need 10 players. That, I mean, it's. Basically, means everybody you've bought has not really been good. Well, Bruno Fernandes was good. I mean, you spent yeah, the money on, been, on, yeah. on Maguire and Wamba Saka and. Sancho. And Jaden Sancho for 100 million that hasn't shown flashes, but. And, and I thought Sancho was an interesting one, Rob, because I was thinking again last night as, as you're looking, and I'm thinking, I feel a little bit sorry for Jaden Sancho because I think we, know, we all know what his upside is and what he can be, and we've seen little glimpses of it. But I talk again, and, I, and it's a big thing for mine about your culture. If Jaden Sancho goes into Liverpool, you see a different Jaden Sancho, Sancho than you do going in. If Luis Diaz goes into Man United, there's no consistency in the play, Rob. There's no set. Um, you know, relationships with full-backs, with midfield players, with front men. It's like everything's all over. It's a young player coming in, trying to make your name. 
Luis Diaz has come in, play left side. You've got Robbo yeah, who comes on the outside. It's easier coming into an established, established great team. team. with with this established way you're playing. I still want to you know, see more still, from James. Yeah, still I, see I absolutely more. want to see more, and I think there is more to come. Mm. But it, it must be difficult going into this Manchester United team. I mean, you said something on air yesterday, and it made me, I went home again and made me laugh because you said, you know, listen, we can play at Manchester United's levels, but I tell you what, if we were around it, we'd be going there. Do you know what I was and thought? We could have played that Manchester United team yesterday, yeah. by the way. <laughs> I, I'm, listen, we were two up and down midfield players who, who knew what our, our strengths were. Well, I'll get tied to somebody and stop and play. No, now I'll run up and down and at least affect, affect, affect the, the game. game. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, we'll, we'll continue the conversation, Rob, into mm. uh, Arsenal versus Manchester United. Coverage begins on Saturday at 7 a.m. Eastern time on USA. Another big game. I mean, it's like every match week or every mid... Mm. There's big games. Yeah. Arsenal... Again, we've just spoken about these two clubs. Yeah. We've, we've watched them this midweek. Uh, Arsenal versus Manchester United. Is there a reaction for United, Rob? Is, is there... I don't, know what it, I don't know what it might look like. I don't know what the manager's going to do. I don't know who's going to play, well, what system he's going to play. Is there anything left in them? If there is there anything well, in their spirit or in their mentality to, to react? They care because about Because at it. least if you'd have got the kind of stick that they've got, if you'd have got people saying the kind of things you say, you would at least expect... They've had, an all, aggressive they've had a, they've had a lot of stick all season, haven't they? Yeah, I know. And, and you wonder if, it, if it's beating them down, Robert, or are they those kind of players where it's a little bit too much? I would imagine right now, and, and I think I said we I spoke yesterday, Harry Maguire must be having a miserable time of being captain of Manchester United. A miserable time of one of the best jobs in English football. Do you think, like, given what we know about him and watched him and stuff, does he look like a captain to you or a Manchester United captain? And I'm not, it's not his fault. Big fear. No, I'm not totally he's digging a, him out, but he, he, doesn't, of... he doesn't, Rob. He doesn't. You know, there's too many interviews at the end of the season where David De Gea's coming out and talking, and I'm not quite sure why. He's captain of the club. Listen, things can't be going right. Sometimes that's why you, you, you give him the armband, not just to toss the coin and say which side you're going to kick. You have to go through some tough times and help the club and develop. I just feel it, it, it's a tough one for him. I almost feel like if he could... Somehow take it off him in the summer and give it to someone else. It might release him up well, a little bit. Well, so Eric Ten Hag, Rob, is, they're talking the next mm. few days being announced here. Yeah. Um, goes, goes without saying how difficult a job's going to be. Um, but, let, but let's look so back onto the game. Arsenal yeah. at home, the boost that that's given them Great chance. Today. Great chance for three points. It is, isn't it? It's a great chance for three Ronaldo, points. I mean, Ronaldo potentially could come could back. Come back. Depends how he and, and is with, with his with, personal yeah, life. With, but with the thing. I mean, just a quick note on that one, Rob, because I just want to go back. You, you just things thought. I thought Liverpool's crowd yesterday for the yes. minutes for Ronaldo yeah, was outstanding, were absolutely it? outstanding. Class act. Yeah. You know, yeah. in that huge rivalry, no, when show. that one big guy is probably the one target you're going right. to usually on normal of a circumstances. Huge rival, and to sing, you'll never yeah, walk alone you know, um, that, with him. Was was no, I was, thought was top 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 yeah. draw. Yeah, absolutely and, right. Little class act. But yeah, listen, Ronaldo coming back lifts United. He isn't going to get weighed down and beaten down by all that thing. He's almost the opposite. Right. Now, if he can do that and it starts to go to one or two other players, can there be a bit of confidence? United have a 90 minutes in them. I mean, I said before the game, I know you, you kind of think, I'm not I sure. Don't know, I don't know what, what they have anymore. Yeah. I, I tell you, when he first went in there, Ragnar, I thought mm. it improved a little bit. Yeah. We did it. We, we spoke on mm. the podcast. I just think over the last few weeks and months, really, he's, he's not he's given up, but he's got nowhere. He's made no impact, Rob. It hasn't worked out, Ralph Ragnick, in terms of uh, of but interim that's the manager. That's to this club now. It wears people well, down, Rob. I just it, don't, it I, I don't know how much we, we should 
pull him out as well, the coach for, for this as well. Kind of a funny team, by the way, with the three at the back. You have Dallow yeah, Penn at left yeah. wing back. He's a right-footed player. I don't know. Uh, and it's difficult to know what's going on behind the scenes there yeah. in, the, in terms of the teams that he's picking. All I'm seeing and hearing now from Ralph Ragnick is more honesty. Yeah, it's coming he, to an end. Yeah. And he's basically telling them what they need and he's not afraid to tell everybody else. Yeah. For me, and I, and I might be totally uh, against what United fans are thinking, they could do a lot worse than having Ralph Ragnick as part of, as part of yeah. that structure. Part of your football well, structure. Director of football. Yeah. He's done it yeah. before. No, not as clubs the mm. size of that. But he's, he's restructured. He's hired the right people. Couldn't agree He's got more. the recruitment, the coaching uh, as a match. Couldn't agree but, uh, more. But, uh, but I, I, I doubt it's going to happen. Ten Hag's first signing should be Ralph Ragnick. For a football club that's got very little football European world experience, why are you, like, you going to discard this guy or give him some minor role? I don't Let know. Let him be part the, of the, the building. Couldn't agree more. Or Edwin van der Sar. Mm. Ajax, mm. CEO, yeah. involved in running that football mm. club. Yeah. Of course, knows, with, knows yeah, Eric Ten Hag. Yeah, like I tell it. you, which like would be a good fit. Again, this final thought really on this is, but I, I don't know whether Manchester United, Rob, want to give up that, that power yeah. of deciding the football side of it. It feels like Graham Arnold, um, maybe the ownership, the board, want to have John Murta, who's going in as a director of football. Yeah. What I would say, again, triggered... They have fired two yeah. of their main scouts. Jim Lawler and yeah. Marcel Bout, isn't it? Who's, who's yeah. the global scout global, yeah. and the head, head scout. So mm. there is going to be a shake-up. And hallelujah, that, yeah. that needed well, to happen. Well, let's wait and see. <laughs> let's wait and see who fills those spots. But mm. definitely uh, um, Arsenal at the Emirates, I would say, would start favourites, Robert, kick off after that result today. Absolutely. And if they can Absolutely. Um, get their four, uh, three points against United, really puts them in a great place. Uh, heading into that... North London Derby coming up later on. Um, I think it's next month. Manchester City um, took their time, but got it done in the end. 0-0 at half-time against the Brighton team, who we both talk, uh, often talked about are uh, difficult opponents in the possession that they keep and the shape that they have. Yeah. Um, obviously, don't obviously score as many goals as they could, but made it difficult, got men behind the ball for, for City. And um, it took a while, but uh, Riyad Mahrez, I think that's 23 goals in all competitions now this season for him. I mean, God, he, he's been so impressive and, and not always played every game. Um, but an important goal for him to start, and then Foden gets one, and, and then they're flying. The, 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 same, the same guy's kind of doing the business yeah, for him. Really, really, Bernardo yeah. Silva scored, yeah. Kevin De Bruyne is involved in that, Mahrez, Phil Foden, big deflection for yeah. Foden's goal. They have to be a little patient, teams sit back. Mm. But often happens, doesn't it? They yeah. find a way. 3-0 victory against a potentially awkward Brighton yeah, side now. Puts them back to the top by mm. one point. I mean, it's so diff- I mean, it's so good that both the teams yeah. are. They're so yeah. good. City have a one-point advantage. Just looking real quick, we'll pick out a couple of fixtures in the remainers. Man City's toughest, it looks like, West Ham United away. Well, yeah. But again, you can see City mm. going there and dominating and... Maybe West, get depending West Ham is in Europe as well with, with the uh, Yeah, Europa I think that League. game is after the semi-finals of that. So okay. I think it's Might a bit more separated. Obviously, yeah. West Ham would probably go at it. Yeah. But if they're, if they're looking forward to a final, final are they, they going to be? Yeah. And for Liverpool, um, what have I got? Oh, Aston Villa away and Spurs yeah. at home. Spurs I mean, at Everton... Home. Thir- Spurs at home is, 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 is a toughie. Yeah. Because if Spurs do their thing, sit back and hit you on the counter, especially those wide positions with full-backs, it 
could be a little bit dangerous. It's just it's just so difficult to see either team. Can't see of them losing. Can they can both no. win, win the and, last and six games. And based on that, City win it. And by you know, point. I went by a point. You know, I went City at the beginning of the season. I've stayed with City, non-striker, non-number nine. All the talk, excuse me, all the talks about Haaland coming in this week oh, and blimey. that deal at what half a million a, a yeah. year for 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 an out-and-out out top goal scorer. Um, would take City to absolutely another level. Um, but no, for me, City still just favourites despite Liverpool's just, belief, energy, so and energy the noise around Liverpool. I'm still going to go for City's football to find a way. Yeah. And Pep, Pep's kind of intensity to yeah, make sure he yeah. keeps them at it. Because yeah. if there's any kind of... Sl- sure. and we've had, there's, there has been City off mm. days where they've looked a little sloppy. Uh, the Champions League, again, I know... Like the games around the Champions League is, yeah, is potentially where yeah. this, if there's going to be drop points, it's probably where it's going to happen. But again, no problem for City. 3 0 against Brighton. Uh, they continue. Other games, Rob, that happened today. Yeah, Everton won, Leicester won. Yeah. Frank Lampard's Everton <laughs> find a way late on to reach Richarlison. Stoppage time equaliser. That is, I think, a massive point, Rob. Well, Considering the position with Burnley and what's going on at Burnley, and there's a four point gap now between those two right. teams. That, that extra point could be... Well, it, it's, it's two games, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not now one-game swing. It's got to be a two-game swing now, and, and with well, seven or eight games, and Burnley play again tomorrow, don't they? Yeah, I mean, play I Southampton mean, tomorrow. They're four points behind Everton, and they play tomorrow. Got to get something tomorrow. Absolutely got to get something. A, a point will be good, a three will be great, but a point just gives them back. Because remember, Everton play Liverpool at the weekend. So it's likely that everything yeah, they're not going to get anything there. And, no. and so if Burnley can find something against Southampton, and then at the weekend they got um, Wolves at home on Sunday, Burnley, all of a sudden they, they could give themselves a, a, a chance. But they got to they got to they got to do something different. Yeah. and that's what we're and, all waiting for. No manager again. And in, again, in yeah, that's so that's interesting, isn't it? Because we, the, I think we were all led to bleed, or, or so it, it, it felt as though Deitch was gone. Mike Jackson was going to be in charge of one game against West Ham, and then somebody would be in place for the Thursday game with Southampton. We what, see what, it. What, 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 so, what is the point of firing him? That there was something that, that there was, there's something that's either freed up. There's something that's different that's going to give him a better chance. That's than what, when that's Sean what the ownership died. have decided. I'm assuming, based on what everything we know and the bits of, of things that are coming out, Rob. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Southampton. Funny side. Yeah. Southampton are up for it. Yeah. Really be, difficult. Yeah, yeah. Really difficult. If Southampton Get are, beat are, six are and different, win, different yeah. couple of modes with Southampton, mm. we'll see tomorrow. But no, absolutely right. Burnley there. So another <clears throat> other big game, of course, involving Everton. Liverpool versus Everton on Sunday. Yeah. 11.30 a.m. I mean, Merseyside Derby just, yeah. you know, on Sunday. Uh, it's 11.30 a.m. Eastern time on USA mm. Network this time. Uh, I mean, is there anything? Is, is there any is, fight uh, in Everton that Ever- could... Everton will put a better fight up than Man United. Yeah, yeah agreed. Be, because I think they're lively, they're, they're a little bit more athletic, they're a little bit more, I wouldn't say basic in the way. more but desperation yeah, from them. United and, and, it, and, it, and it's a real derby that, that matters. But, um, can't, I mean, you can't see beyond... It's hard to see anybody... Yeah, you can't see beyond the Liverpool, Liverpool winning at against, at Anfield against Everton. Yeah. And, and they're ruthless in the way they do it. There's good competition for places now. You talked about, you know, strikers playing when they play. They've got to score. Salah will be looking for more goals. Um, so, yeah, really hard to see anything but a, a, a Liverpool win on, on that one. So let's just finish up with uh, Newcastle United. 
storming the Premier League, my friend. They beat Crystal Palace 1 0. Six straight home wins at St. James Park. I mean, <laughs> Edward Howe, take a bow, my friend. Uh, you know, somebody said to me about, I've got to say, it's probably about two months ago. He said, You watch Newcastle now. You watch them. They're going to finish in the top half. I'm like, What? Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're almost yeah, there. They're, they're 11th yeah, place 11th. right now on the league table. The tremendous. Uh, we were lucky enough to be there a couple of weeks ago yeah. on that Friday night against Wolves. They won the game, didn't play amazing, mm. but they've just got that little yeah. bit of habit, the winning habit. Amaron scores a beautiful goal oh, with a left foot into the top corner, takes his shirt off, big celebration at St. James's Park. It's going, it's yeah, going there. It's going. You get a sense of what it could be and what it's looking for. And, and since the turn of the year, Rob, I think there's only top two teams that have, have got more points than, than, than Newcastle United. Yeah. Incredible turnaround yeah. for Eddie Howe and his team. Well, well done as well because, you know, it's hard to build confidence in a team that's losing badly every week. And to do playing the football he's playing, doing it the way he's playing. The, the fans want. The way yeah. the fans, it, it try and always yeah. look great mm. because the team's not that great. Yeah. But that's what they wanted, Newcastle. They you don't want to grind Rob, their way out. Everybody sort of said, oh, Eddie Howe, like he's the first step and then, you know, they'll, they'll get on to the next manager. Eddie Howe might be around this football club a little longer than people think. Yeah, I, I think the summer's going to be really interesting. Mm. Ivan Tony is rumoured yeah, for Newcastle right. target. Yeah. So mm. maybe... You know, it's going to be a steady yeah, increase in quality, yeah. which is a good idea. I think the fans want a bit more yeah, sexy yeah, signings than right, that. Yeah, yeah. But, mm. I, I mean, it's worked so far with Correct. the Trippiers and your, you know, and your Dan Burns and your Chris Wood. And, you know, maybe add a little bit yeah. more to the squad. So, yeah, the, the summer transfer window, always interesting, but for Newcastle. What about Neymar? <laughs> Neymar on the tune. No, 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 <laughs> we, no, we, no. We all love one of them, can't we? Neymar no. on the tune. Mirandina, remember him in Brazil? Yeah, striking Newcastle. Yeah. Mirandina. Aspria. Aspria, They have had him up there. But. Yeah. Well, some great times ahead yeah, for yeah, yeah, Well done, anyhow. Listen, that's it for a midweek that turned out to be good time to be a red, not a great time to be a red devil. And Chelsea got the Blues in the London Derby against Arsenal. We'll be back on Sunday, that's April the 24th, to take a look back at some big weekend's games. Arsenal hosting Manchester United in the Merseyside Derby from Anfield. But for now, I'm Earl. He's Musty. Together with the two Robbies, thanks for watching and listening. Be safe, stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good, good night. night.